The Sauce Podcast. Empowering women everywhere. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Maul. Good to see you. And um, today's topic, I feel like it's a good one because it's one that um, you don't always get tips or have a conversation around the side that we want to talk about it. And you can say what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So today we want to talk about how to receive tough or developmental feedback from your boss. And we want to envision that this is very specific to you. So this isn't feedback about the outcome of a project, or this isn't feedback around, you know, the organization's performance. This is how to handle receiving tough developmental feedback about yourself. And this is, uh, yeah, to your point, uh, not the most comfortable, you know, scenario to find yourself in. I think all of us would, you know, rather be in a position of control, maybe the person giving and delivering the feedback than receiving it. But I do think this is a really, really important skill and something to work on, not only professionally, but in, in all of our lives, right? In kind of every facet of our lives, how do we handle difficult or developmental or critical feedback about ourselves? How do we handle it? How do we overcome it? How do we action it? Yes, because I think we talk so much about how to give the feedback, but what if you're receiving it? And how do you receive it professionally and also in a way that you can balance it for your own mental and emotional health, you know, and and, and action it? So, Mom, maybe we'll start off. We, we came up with three different, and honestly, there isn't a lot that we were able to find around this. So, we kind of put together a little framework of things that have helped us in the past. So, Mom, maybe yeah. you kick us off with when you first receive feedback. It's kind of from your direct boss. This isn't necessarily yes. a colleague. It's not from a cross-functional person. From your boss when you receive it. Um, and we also want to use this where this isn't like, well, I got the feedback. I'm going to leave my job. No, the scenario is you got feedback. You're really liking your job but you and you want to stay, but you got some pretty direct feedback on your performance. Um, what is the first thing that you would do, Molly? Yeah. So the first thing that I want to do if I'm receiving developmental or critical feedback about myself and my performance is stay very present, stay very calm and get curious. So it is natural. I think it is human nature to get defensive and to start, you know, it's a little bit of that like fight or flight mechanism yeah. of you're, you're under attack and it may be natural to say, well, no, that's not true. Or no, that's not what happened. Or no, that's, that's not what I said. Don't do that. Stay very grounded, very present and seek to understand. So the, the way that I recommend doing this and allowing yourself to kind of stay in listening mode versus responding mode is one, acknowledge and restate the feedback. So I would say, let's imagine Liz is giving me difficult feedback. Hey, Mal, the way you showed up didn't, didn't land, wasn't good. Yeah. First thing I want to do is say, Liz, one, just I'm, I really appreciate you coming to me directly and giving me this feedback. And what I'm hearing you say is that I may have shown up in this, whatever the environment was, as X, Y, Z, unprepared or, you know, not, not as you needed me to. The reason that I like acknowledging the feedback and actually restating it in your own words is I do think that prevents you from that defense and you're now, you're almost processing it for yourself. Uh, yes. Okay, I'm going to take this. 
And the other reason why I do like, and I think it is important, you don't have to say thank you for this feedback. You you may not feel great about it. Yeah. But I do think that there is something psychologically, physiologically in ourselves if we acknowledge I'm really appreciative of you telling this to me directly. You are now getting yourself in a frame of mind again to seek to understand. Like I I don't want Liz talking about this to everybody else. Yeah. I don't want Liz telling her boss or our CEO about this. I am actually grateful and appreciative that you are telling me it directly. So that's kind of my first thing to do. Yep. And two things on that is I think that it does make you pause. And I think if you get curious and it helps give you a little bit of clarity, like we started off this episode, there's a whole bunch of stuff on how to give difficult feedback because giving difficult feedback can be challenging sometimes, making sure it lands correctly. So why I say this is because sometimes when people do give difficult feedback, it doesn't quite land right maybe. Or also when you suddenly feel like Molly, you know, you're kind of saying you might feel like under attack from this feedback, you kind of only hear, maybe you get a little selective hearing just because it's like, oh, whoa, 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 I'm getting feedback here. So that's why I love the idea of seek to understand, get some clarity too, and really understand what's going on. And I do think it is so big of you to be able to say, I appreciate you giving me this feedback directly. And I think that we've got to remember that's only what's going to, or one of the big recipes that's going to make us better. And so getting that feedback directly, while it may be hard, I love the idea, Maul, of saying like, I appreciate you telling me this. Maybe there's no big thank you exactly, but I do appreciate you making me aware because the flip side is you never tell me. I keep going and have no idea that I'm showing up poorly no idea yes. that my job could be on the line, et cetera, yes. um, in extreme yes. circumstances. So I think that is the pause, let the emotions run and seek like clarity. Love yeah. that. Well, I think it also, we have talked a lot about this concept of practicing gratitude and how practicing gratitude, you know, it, it, it kind of creates all these different beneficial um, viewpoints in your life. And to me, this is an example of that. The the knee-jerk reaction is defense and walls up. But if you actually start with gratitude for, well, this is a learning moment for me. I may not love what I'm hearing. I may not totally agree, but you know what? I'm going to practice gratitude that I have this opportunity to learn right now. It does just put you in a different state of mind, which is going to make the entire conversation better. It just is. So and another just a kind of example for like, what would seek to understand mean after acknowledging, I appreciate you sharing this after maybe restating, this is what I think I'm hearing. I want to make sure I get it right. Then you do say, I'd, I'd love to like, can you give me examples? Can you be specific? When, when did you see that? You know, and I think it's okay to say, clearly it was not my intent for you to feel this way or for this to be how I was portrayed. But in order to make sure that doesn't happen again, I'd love to just hear like a specific example or, you know, can you kind of cite the the exact thing you're referencing? And again, this may create this like physiological defense. Do everything in your power to stay curious, trust good intent and learn. You have an opportunity to learn. Yep. And I think that's the biggest thing. You have an opportunity to learn. If someone's going to give you feedback, opportunity to learn. It's not always easy, but I think that that's a great way to look at it. So I love that. That's kind of the idea of seeking to understand, get a little curious and try your best to take a deep breath 
and not go into defense mode, which honestly, many times I would love to. So and I, um, I would say to Lizzie, just before we go to the next one, I fully uh, applaud and think it is wonderful for you to even say that if you need to in this, in this interaction, if you need to say, bear with me, I'm just going to take a couple of deep breaths. I really want to ensure I don't get defensive and I'm present and I'm listening to you. I all day support that. Because again, one, you were being human. And guess what? The person delivering you this feedback is also human. And you're showing your vulnerability of, I am try. I really want to work through this with you. And I really want to hear what you're saying. If you, let me just take a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to process this. Okay. Can I ask a couple questions? I really do think that verbalizing the fact that you need to take a breath and you're processing and you're really wanting to stay present is part of that seeking to understand and showing that good intent. And that you're really trying and you want to listen to this person. So I, I, I love that. Very fair. So good. moving on to the next one of um, is, is working through and processing the feedback. And I think sometimes you can get it. And we're talking about how people get defensive. Maybe you get emotional. But honestly, maybe you have actually no reaction because you're either thrown off guard, didn't expect it, or you kind of fight or flight. Maybe you kind of, you kind of, um, when you, when you're getting the feedback, you just don't even know how to react. It's so sudden or unexpected. Um, but I think there's a really big piece of making sure that you process it. Um, and you don't necessarily, don't necessarily always need to react right away. I think you need to process it and kind of, again, seek to understand where that was coming from and really internally look at what does this feedback mean and help your own self understand that, yeah, I actually could understand that person's perspective or that I have been doing that, et cetera. Yeah. And I think all of us are going to process differently, but a few examples or things to consider that may help processing is sharing the experience and the feedback with somebody else, somebody else that you deeply trust, that you really respect, that you, you know, know, that one, either they know you well and they're going to be really honest with you, or two, you really admire the way they show up. So this has to be a trusted confidant. It has to be somebody that you know is going to be honest with you and not just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. And and for me, Lizzie, like uh, you would be a great example of someone who is that for me, where I would go to you and I would say, Liz, can I pick your brain or can I share this experience with you? Because I got some tough feedback and I would love to just share it with you and get your perspective. Um, and, and again, I trust Liz. I know that she is going to be honest with me. And also she's going to give me an opportunity to kind of test some ways of responding, right? Or, hey, Mal, what about this? Have you thought about that? Or you know what? Sometimes I do see you do that. And I know you don't mean to and your, your intent is so good, but like yeah. I could see somebody who doesn't know you as well feel like you did this thing. So I am someone that would get a lot of value out of sharing with not, not everybody, not a lot of people, not going to create like a rumor mill. No, I am looking to someone that I trust and someone who's going to help me process this as I make a game plan of where to go from here. Completely. And I think, again, I'm the exact same way. I need to have my trusted advisors. People talk about having your board of advisors that you go to. And you have a board of advisors, they say, you know, maybe six people um, professionally, maybe some of them are personally, that you go to, maybe not all six on certain topics, but you have six people that you go to for certain things. Um, and I'm somebody who definitely would need to talk it out. But I'm also somebody too, Maul, 
that I wouldn't want to talk it out with a whole bunch of people because maybe I'm feeling a little like, I'm feeling a little, I don't know if it's insecure or I'm feeling a little bit like, whoa, you know. Um, but that's why I think to your point of really finding someone that you trust and someone that will show that empathy and also give you like, hey, I get how that could have been interpreted. Like you said, Molly, I love that too. Um, yeah. And I think that that's important. And I think process, if your processing takes a day or two days, that is okay too. You might need a little bit of time. We can't go too long, but I think take your time too to, to process it and then figure out you know, how you do want to show up and accept the feedback. Yep. And let's, that, that would work for both you and me, right? Trusted advisors, having someone to go to. Let's imagine that isn't what you'd like. You don't want to talk about this with other people, but you still need to process. You know, I think you need to find out what does that look like for you? Is that journaling? Is that hardcore cardio exercising and getting all the, you know, the sweat out and all the, you know, scenarios in your mind out, whatever it is, I do think there is this need to like absorb and process and reflect because again, that's going to force you to take in what you've heard more authentically and sincerely than just going to defense. You know, um, I, I have a lot of personal examples coming up, you know, thinking about just communicating in, in a marriage, but you know, it could be easy if someone says, Hey, you know, I don't think you showed up to this as prepared as I was expecting. And I, I need to ensure that doesn't happen again. Your, you know, kind of extreme default reaction could be, I am, I will never unprepare again. And from this point forward, you're going to see me pulling all nighters. You're going to see me, right? That's extreme. Probably not the healthy response. No. So instead, let's process. There's probably some truth to this. There's probably, you know, an element of I I do procrastinate at times. And there would have been an opportunity to to prepare more. Now, though, in my processing, I'm not going to let myself go to this extreme, you know, very reactive response. And I think that that's what either talking to others, journaling, or just creating space to really reflect for yourself is going to put you in a path for a more probably successful solution. Yes. And as you're speaking, Molly, you know how they talk about the eight steps, nine steps of grief? Yes. Like you have to process so much. And I think that I don't want to compare to tough feedback to grief. Okay. Absolutely not. But I think you go through some processing and I think you go through certain steps and are like, oh my goodness, then you might be a little sad, but then you might be angry. And then you kind of process it Mm -hmm. and figure out, I think kind of what we want to move into is what action do you want to take from this feedback and what do you want to do? Yes. Well, and a couple of episodes ago now, more than a couple, we talked about having a growth mindset and and what does having a growth mindset mean? And I think that, you know, probably the the kind of foundational experience here is all going to be better and improved if you are constantly trying to learn and get better. So if you give yourself this processing space and you orient around this idea of, do I want to get better? Yes. Do I think I'm perfect with nothing to improve? No. Then, okay, can I accept and be open-minded to this feedback as a mechanism to help myself improve? You know, all of us, we have egos. We talk about ego all the time. We have, you know, like this view of what we think we are or who we are. I just love and, and really do push myself daily to try to practice this idea of I'm flawed. I'm human. And there are things 
I am working on to get better at just like everybody else. So keep that defensive wall down, create the space to learn. And I think it's kind of, you have this learner mentality, which makes taking that feedback a little bit, maybe easier to, to consume a little bit easier to take in and then action on it. When you kind of say like, listen, I know that I'm not showing up, you know, it's hard. I'm human. I'm flawed. I can't show up perfect all the time. Um, and being okay with that. And then, and then reacting at, you know, processing and then reacting to your action of what you want to do with the feedback. Yep. And before we go to the third tip, which is going to be connected to action, I do want to acknowledge this. What if after processing, what if after talking to your trusted advisors, you actually really don't agree with the feedback that you've heard? Like you, you have really done the work, you have done the reflecting, you have done the the searching and the and the desire to understand, and you are just, I don't see it. I don't agree and I don't see it. That is possible. It yeah. is possible that that is the outcome here. But at the end of the day, if this is your direct boss who has given you this feedback and this is the perception you unintentionally gave them, you don't have to agree with their opinion, but you do still need to create an action plan for how you're going to go forward, right? So, and I think that this is a, I think it is different than being defensive, than not agreeing with what you've been told. Those are not the same things. Um, and, 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 and the spring to action, how are you going to move forward is tricky, is trickier when you don't agree. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. And I think one thing I want to say is that sometimes I've gotten feedback and I was like, wait, what? And the way that somebody interpreted something, I was like, but that wasn't my intent. But what is so hard is that intent can be perception. And while that your intent wasn't meant for something, it could be how it comes across. And so I think Molly, to your point, if someone gives you feedback, you're like, that wasn't my intent. You still do, if you want to, you know, and it's your direct boss, want to do something about it. you got to remember that obviously the intent came off potentially wrong, how you wanted to be perceived and to work through that. And so, yeah, I think that if you don't agree with it, depending on your relationship with your boss, I think you can say, hey, you know, I do appreciate you taking the time to give me that feedback. I've been processing it for the past couple of days a couple things that I would love to, you know, I would like to talk through with you here to understand a little bit more clarity um, is this and this. And I actually think depending on that relationship, you can ask for, again, seek that clarity and say, I'm lost here. I want to make sure I am showing up correctly and right for you if that's what it is. Help me understand a little bit more because after you've processed it, potentially something's just not clicking, you're not seeing it. I think it's okay to go back to your boss and ask for more clarity. Yeah, I think so too. And again, it's only going to further signal that you're really wanting to learn and you're really wanting to grow from this experience and you're not shutting it down. You're not being closed-minded. You simply just want to make the most of the opportunity to learn and grow through this. Yes, I... I agree with that. And so I think that getting, giving feedback, we talk all day that it's challenging, but I do think receiving feedback can sometimes be a little like, Ooh, you know, I, um, I didn't expect that coming or, you know, I am human and I am flawed, but maybe on a particular topic, you didn't expect that feedback and you're not alone. I think we all get it, um, probably more often than we'd all not hope to or expect to, but maybe just more often than we think we, um, than we would. 
but I do really like the outline of mold. This is kind of some stuff that you came up with was um, really working to understand the feedback, process it, lean on people, and then take into action. And how are you going to action it? Yeah, and I think we can spend just another minute on this concept of springing into action because it is it is a very important part of again, that growth mindset, that learner mentality and and receiving feedback. The person who's delivered you this feedback, and again, in this scenario, we're saying it's your boss. They want to know that you are taking it to heart and that you plan to change whatever whatever it is they said they've observed that needs to change. So I, um, I, I think this can look, you know, a couple different ways. I will say for myself that what, what typically works for me, I am a very verbally expressive person. I really, really like to communicate where I'm at, how I'm feeling. I do not like things to be left to the imagination, if you will. So for me, what would work would be either asking my boss for a live call to kind of reconnect and to close the loop on the feedback that I received, or I would send an email if whichever felt more appropriate based on, again, what the level of feedback was. And it would be important for me to say, one, thanks again for sharing the feedback, or if it's not a thank you, it's, I appreciated you giving me that feedback directly, Yeah, you know, and it really helped me how you gave me these specific examples. Um, I spent time the last few days processing, you know, talking to some other mentors that I have in my, in my circle or whomever that person may have been. And, you know, now that I've had the time and space to process I really do see how I could have come across X, Y, Z way. And going forward, I'm going to be very mindful of the following things to ensure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. And, you know, you could even go as far as to say, like, what that may look like. Um, I've signed up for a master class in overcoming procrastination or, yes. right, like you can you can get specific to the degree that it is appropriate on what are the specific things you're going to do? Or it may be enough to say, I am thinking about the ways right now that I can take, you know, real concrete action and next steps on overcoming this and making sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah. That may be enough. I just think for my action oriented requirement here, I have got to verbally close the loop with this person and say, here's my plan. Here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think especially if the conversation is in a place where you do leave, you process, I think closing the loop is really good. And I like that it's either written or verbal um, and having a conversation again with your direct boss in the situation, potentially depending on what the feedback is in the moment of feedback, you might actually be like, oh, let's talk about this and have a great conversation and close it there. But I do think it'd be great to, I do think majority of the time you're going to take feedback, especially if it's tough feedback and you're going to process it. I do think it's great. I'm a plus one to closing the loop um, and telling your boss how you're going to show up. What is your action? And if again, if there are some parts that you either don't agree with, get curious with your boss about that and then talk about what your action is for the other things. And I think that's important because it is your direct boss who is giving you feedback. Yeah. One other thing that I love, love here in a, in a spring to action plan is to ask for what you would like from them to help hold you accountable to the action. So yes. an example would be, let's just stick with procrastination. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making it known. That's my vice. So if we stick with that, 
Um, I understand, you know, thanks for sharing it. I am committed to really working and overcoming my procrastination habits. I would love your help in two specific areas to do that. One, you know, next time we have a big project, could you and I block 30 minutes together for a walkthrough, you know, a week before the project, because that's going to help me stay accountable to making progress along the way. Uh, And two, something else. I just love that because it does actually create a little bit of shared ownership to the feedback. And again, if this is your boss who has your best interest, who wants you to thrive, who wants you to succeed, they are not only going to say yes to your desire to have them help you, they're going to respect tremendously how much of a learner you, how coachable you are and, and say, honestly, like, I can't imagine you handling this any better. Yes, I am up for helping you along the way. Yes, I am help, I am up for whatever, again, the, the thing that you need to do. I think that is not only a great way to show how seriously you're taking the feedback, it's a really good way to put accountability back on the person who delivered it to you. Yeah, I love that. And I do think the key here is that you, as the person who received the feedback, is asking them for one or two pieces of help. So you're bringing the action, but it also keeps you both accountable. So I think that's fair. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Yeah, yep. I think that's very fair. So, Maul, it's a good uh, a good app and it's, a, it's an important one, you know, because I think getting feedback, it's easy to go to an emotional state and to feel immediately more of a negative reaction. I think that's very easy to do that. I just think processing goes a long way. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. And listen, you know, uh, tough feedback is a tough, but very real part of life. And I do think that if we enter these conversations with a seek to understand mindset, a growth mindset, a, a willingness to accept we are imperfect humans, Yes. then you are going to keep those defenses defenses down and you're going to really, you know, have an opportunity to learn and grow, which who doesn't want to do that? Yes. Yes, I agree. And so I think if you, um, saucers, you do receive feedback, remember to be bold about how you take it and process it. And always eat dessert. There is no uh, excuse not to. Yes, Lizzie, so good to see you. Thank you, saucers. Hope you enjoyed the convo. Bye, Molly. Bye, saucers. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Sauce Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our personal anecdotes and biz tips and tricks we shared today. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and or following the podcast on any platform or leaving a one-line review of the podcast, it helps us out tremendously. Thank you, thank you. Molly and I would also like to state that everything stated on this podcast is our own opinions and it's not shared on the behalf of others or on our employers. Thank you.